Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. I am Tony, your humble neighborhood host, uh, joined with my partner in crime, Ken. Ken, how you been, man? How you been? Uh, it's been a minute. You've been inconsistent, but that's life, you know. But tell me, what's going on with you? What's what's life saying to you? Hey, Tony. All good, all good. Um, I think every time I see you, I'm always on mm-hmm. holiday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently on Easter break from school. So mm-hmm. that giving me the opportunity to actually sort some stuff out. For the people that have been listening, um, me and Tony, coincidentally, are moving into our respective new homes mm-hmm. roughly around the same time. So yep. um, what I have recently purchased is a coffee table and a TV stand. Very so, nice. So um, I'm doing something slightly different from what Tony's doing. Tony yeah. is put, putting everything on the wall. Yeah. Dr- drilling to the plaster and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's good. So I finished building that. Actually, I'm, let, me send you, let me send you a picture real quick, right quick. So okay. you can see this. I yeah, look forward yeah, so. to that to that house porn. You know, you know that's like a thing, right? <laughs> when you start adulting, like your priorities, the things that titillate you, just it just changes. Like before, Mate, you know what I saw today on be, Instagram. What, what did you see? I saw this thing. Uh, I should have sent it to you because uh, mm-hmm. I know you'd appreciate it. It was ways to make storage in your fr- in your fridge uh, more well to utilize the storage in your fridge. So you had these things hanging off the shelves yeah. that automatically create more space. You've got a place where you can put your shelves. You yeah. can put your eggs in shelves, store like 18, 20 eggs. Bro, it, it, was, it was beautiful, man. You saying that literally, um, I think it was yesterday, me and yeah. the missus went shopping and um, she went She went and got some some shelves. And you know what? She was so excited when she discovered the shelves actually fit. This is the problem about growing old and the thing that they don't tell you. You get excited about the deadest things in life, the things that just... Like you, you tell it to a, like a teenager, they'd be like, I, I don't, I don't understand what is a mortgage? Why, yeah. <laughs> why is a mortgage? When is a mortgage? Um, adulting is real. It's like, it's the small things in life that you, you appreciate when you get to a point, like it's not about the, the, the new rave to go to the, the, the shubs to go to or anything like that. It's like the idea of knowing that, yeah, the fridge is fully stocked. You can grab yourself a nice glass of wine and just sit back on your sofa that you paid stupid amount of money for and just stupid. be like, I'm good, man. I'm happy. Like that, that's, that's where happiness is. But yeah, I'm, pardon me. I moved into uh, my new place just uh, two weeks ago. It's, it's our, technically our third week. So as I said, yes, the third week and it's going to be the third weekend coming up. Or the fourth weekend coming up because we moved on the weekend. And uh, yeah, everything is mostly set up. Our office is done. Uh, so we got a, we got a f- two-bedroom apartment. Uh, nice, spacious living room. Uh, it's open plan to kitchen. Very chic. Very, very 2022. Um, very modern. So when I, when, when I'm, before we moved in, um, I had bought myself a new TV, like I think about a month or two before that. And I still had my, my, my current TV, still a good TV, but I just felt like the upgrade, you know, just, just style on these holes. Um, so I thought there's no point getting rid of the TV. It's still good. It's still solid. I've only had it a couple of years. Uh, so we said, okay, we're going to have a TV in each room. Just really make it like this modern kind of vibe. Uh, but she was, she was basically adamant. She wanted them all mounted. She doesn't want them on a console which I'm not really the biggest fan of mounted life. Uh, I have turned around on it because it's like, oh, yeah. it is like a sleek look. Um, 
but yeah, it's mounted on all of the TV. Now, I remember, like, this is the messed up thing. Let me, let's get into the, the things of adulting that they don't teach you, they don't <laughs> tell you. And even when you do your research, the research lied. So I'm there thinking to myself, okay, I need to be familiar with these walls, right? Are they all plasterboard? Is one of them concrete? I don't know. So my girlfriend, before we move in, she goes and pays a visit to the property. And I asked her, the wolf, uh, the, the, the living room wall, asked the guy, because she was there with the estate agent, is that plaster wall or is that cement or concrete? And the guy says, it's plaster. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. I'm going to need to find the studs. And the studs is the wood planks that are actually inside the wall that are holding up the wall that they actually apply the plaster onto, right? And the technique of mounting, uh, mounting stuff to the wall, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, oh, you can just put large objects straight onto the plaster na 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 you can't do that because it, it, the weight of it is not the plaster is not designed to, to to bear that weight so one of the techniques is that you find yourself the the studs in the wall and there's loads of ways to well two key ways i know how to do it you either get a magnet because uh, the, the, there's there's metal screws within the stud that if you run it across the wall it should stick and that's a stud or you get yourself a stud finder, which is this electronic tool that tells you where's the stud, where's the wires, where's the metal planks and all that. So you avoid electrocuting yourself. So the guy says it's plaster and I come early myself because I want to drop some stuff at the place, just some luggage, just to save space on the, uh, was using my partner's brother's uh, vehicle, his van to, to get us down. So I thought, let's save some space. I'm going to bring my, my suitcase down because I need to sort out the, uh, the internet. Bear in mind, my internet is sick now. I've got that super 500 meg internet. I could have upgraded for, for, to a terabyte, but I thought, you know what? I'm stunting too hard on these holes. And let me pull back. Let me, let, me, let me pull back on that jumper. See, this is how you know Tony's an old man. Look how excited he is, man. <laughs> I, mean, I was excited. I thought to myself, 500 gig. What the hell am I doing with 500 gigs of internet speed? Jesus. Anyway, so I'm there, right? And I'm running the magnet across the, uh, the wall on the living room. And I'm not picking up anything. I'm thinking, this is madness. So I thought, all right, cool. I don't need this headache. I go into the bedrooms. I find the stud straight away. I'm going to get to the end of this story, Ken, because I know we've got other stuff to talk about. But this Bruh. is key. This is key. This is to educate any person in the future. And for yourself, Ken, if you ever decide to do this, right? So mm. flashback now. I thought to myself, all right, I'm going to buy myself an electron electronic stud finder. Get it? We're moved in, right? I'm trying to do the manly thing and set up these TVs on the wall, be real butch and be strong and be like, oh, yeah, hard man. DIY, that's my Let's not forget name. that in the word manual, there is mm. man. So, of you know, course. man, man not, is the hand that... <laughs> not to be homophobic, transphobic, anything like that, but there is, by correction, the word man in manual. Like, you know, maybe one day we can change that to ten gendered neutral, which doesn't Ugh. really work. But I digress. <laughs> Um, so I use the stud finder yeah. and I, f I, f I believe I find the studs and I make the markings and all of that. And this is the living room, bear in mind. And I get the drill, which I borrowed from my friend. And it's a cheap little black and decker drill. And I'm drilling into the wall. I'm thinking, why is there no give to this? I should be feeling wood. I should be penetrating wood. No homo, but I should be penetrating wood. And I'm not penetrating wood. Pause, I'm man, not penetrating man, anything. <laughs> I'm going through plaster, right? And just like, just oh, a dead stop. And I'm thinking, what is going on? So I try another spot thinking maybe I just hit like a metal 
one of the metal pins of the stud so i got a little bit lower same thing i think oh, okay this is driving me mad next thing you know i've made a dog's dinner of the living room wall i made like six holes and thinking i don't want to be defeatist but i'm feeling defeatist i go to the bedroom I'm sorry, no, I'll go to the office, our office uh, space. I do the same thing. I find, I'm able to find the studs with just the magnet, right? But I thought, let me, uh, side of caution, I go use the stud finder and it's in the same spot as the magnet. I'm thinking, yo, I'm a boss. I did my research and my research work, potentially. I start drilling in. Same thing. There's no give and thinking, what the bumbarass is going on? And at that point, I think to myself, I don't want to make any holes. Like this is a new place and I already made a dog's dinner. I feel, I feel less than a man or for other people, less of a human being because I don't want to, you know. Person. Whatever you want to identify as. But I feel less capable than I did before. So I thought, do you know what? Screw it. I know this is pathetic, but I'm going to call a guy. I'm going to get a guy. And so we do our research. We find a local uh, local agency. We call multiple people. Um, I think there's this, these platforms for, for handyman. I forgot what it's called. Um, so we get a handyman in. He gives us a quote. And because I've got already the, the brackets, it lowers the price. So he said, for the free rooms, we'll do you 120. I'm thinking, oh, do you know what? Don't want to spend it, but I can spend it. I got the cheddar because I saved money on my internet. You know. So I thought, let me splurge <laughs> a little bit. Um, so he comes in and I ask him, so like, just to ask you, mate, that wall right there, that's not, that's not plaster with studs. He said, nah, 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 mate, this is definitely, this is definitely brick. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God, I'm not a loser. So he gets there. He's got a more powerful uh, drill. I think the drill that I had just wasn't strong enough to penetrate, penetrate the wood. No homo, but he was able to penetrate the brick. And he gets through, he sets it up, and it looks gorgeous. It's like the right level, because I, I, I set the mark in. You know, sometimes you're not too sure as well. Like, I did my measurements and thinking, this is the ratio to height, to, to body, to whatever. And he does it. Then we go into the bedroom and said, like, okay, mate, I just need to ask you about this room. This is definitely plaster with studs. And he said, oh, yeah, it is. But it's like... And I'm thinking, this is when I feel like a, a dickhead now. It's like, so this is definitely plaster stud. How come I wasn't able to do it? He educates me now that new modern builds don't use mod, uh, wood studs no more. They actually use metal studs. So all this time, the reason why I wasn't able to penetrate the wood, because I wasn't penetrating wood. I was penetrating okay, metal. Of course. I was penetrating metal, Ken. I wasn't penetrating the wood. <laughs> Uh, this conversation so in, is hilarious. He, so in the end, he uses um, uh, a direct screw straight into the metals, um, the 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 metal stud, hooks it up. Um, but we at the time, uh, we with the the office TV. It was my girlfriend's TV, and the way she had it mounted on her TV in her house is that it was on a single bracket. Now, for people that don't know, um, really and truly, you shouldn't be using like a single space bracket. And it's and when I say single space, it's no more than like probably 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters. A very small surface area for a TV that's pretty much about, I want to say, 49 inches. Um, and she, she did it in her house straight onto plaster and she was fine with it. She never had any issues. The guy said, we could, we could do it for you. You wouldn't recommend it because you need something with greater surface area. Uh, to right. uh, go into the studs um, but he, he wouldn't recommend it said, all right cool don't worry about it so I thought let me get the bracket that I got the same uh, before and actually managed to find an even cheaper one and we said 
okay, when you do that, I'm able to, I'll, I'll charge you the difference. I won't, you know, charge you an extra call out charge. New bracket comes, he puts it on, but he uses a different technique this time. He doesn't screw straight into the, uh, the, the metal studs. He actually uses these uh, special spaces that you core out into the plaster, put it in, and there's a screw inside it that when you screw it, these metal butterfly prongs spiral out into the back of the wall and it actually secures it into the wall and he uses about six of them across the wall so if it's the case that you want to screw something straight into the plaster you can actually use these things because they anchor onto the plaster and they i think they support quite a bit per one of these things and he uses about six of them mounts it on it's glorious so we we're living a good life right now i can't complain you know what we're, we're what we're paying for it is a awesome price we're able to save as well and that's the that's the thing about adulting is like navigating through life with as much ease as possible and uh it's been it's been awesome and just living this area is very very rustic in a way still modern to some degree beautiful houses i'm thinking of maybe investing more there's some gorgeous houses here ken ridiculous four bedroom houses for like four seven five like in the area that we in because they're, uh, they're mostly new builds um one of my friends checked out the prices but the the prices range from 350 to 475 and as i've gone uh, gone through all of the houses they go from three bedrooms to five bedroom houses here ken could you that's imagine nice. getting a five bedroom house for four seven five, Ken? That's insane. I'm just saying for you creeps out there though, like don't come to my area. I'm just saying. I, don't I, don't, I, don't go up your postcode. By the way, his postcode wanna... is S E. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually C M. Let me never mind. Anyway, but uh, enough about that, Ken. Enough about adulting. Well, what are we talking just about? Before we move on with mm-hmm. adulting, one thing you, you must learn about adulting is humble yourself. There are certain things that it is fine to call in a professional for. Yes, we have the same hands and feet and brain as a lot of these people, mm-hmm. but like uh, industry knowledge is always the best knowledge. And if you're like doing anything, if there's an option to get people to do it for you and it's something outside your realm of understanding, yeah, bro, right, there's no shame, man. Like, do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, man, it's a it's 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 a it's a good life, man. You just you got no choice but to live it to the best of your abilities. Um, speaking of living your life to the best of your abilities, I think there's there's been a certain person in the news really that has not been living his life to the best of it. At least one aspect of his life. Uh, that individual is Will Smith. Clearly, he doesn't know how to compart <laughs> himself know. in. In, 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 in society and I'm being dramatic because it's it is like with a grand scheme of things it's it's a it's a nothing issue. It's it's an issue that everybody's talking about because it's so shocking. But what is the situation that I'm alluding to, Ken? For people oh. for the for the one person living on the rock in the deep sea on another planet that doesn't know. What, what, oh, what am you're I talking to? about Will Smith's incredibly momentous and emotional win of Best Actor during 2022's Oscars. Of That's course, because exactly it's, it's, it's about time. It's about time. Like it's he about should've... time. He's been expecting it. He's been and now he, after all these years. He's finally uh, getting the opportunity to not just be nominated but to win. But it's let's not forget a... about what happened before he won, and he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock on I stage, mean... live TV, 4K. Everyone will see it. The Peter behind him was wilding. Everyone was going nuts. The words that he said after it was insane. It was a shock. I genuinely thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke, but let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. What was it. it all about, Tony? Tony, what was it all about? What brought so, upon this act of violence that Will Smith had to deliver to Chris Rock 
and we'll we talk can't. about the, uh, the the ramifications of that after. We can't we can't actually talk about this situation before without talking about the history. The history is well founded. Most people know about this, but I think there's a deeper history that goes even before what people know about. And you know, I agree. We can, we can get into the old, whole August Alcina of it all, but I think we can go back a few decades before that. I say a few decades, maybe it's a decade before that. But the relationship between Jada Pinkett Smith um, and Tupac. They were very, very close. And Will Smith felt threatened by that relationship. Fast forward a few years, Tupac is dead. They are forming within their relationship. For the most part, you think is happy. Then you hear about entanglements. And I'm not talking about entanglements of when you pull out a series of wires from a drawer and you're trying to get to your charger, but it's all entangled with other stuff that you completely forgot about. No, I'm talking about entanglements of a sexual nature, of a penetrative nature, would be impenetrated, <laughs> not into studs, but into Jada Pinkett Smith and not uh, by her husband, by, by August it's, Alcina. It's even before that as well, man. It's, it's even it's, before that. Let's, it's, let's it's even all... talk about the, like, hip-hop never respected Will Smith to begin with. So everything that Tony's alluding to, yes, like Will Smith has gained his popularity from just brushing all that shit off his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like he has been, like they didn't see him as a rapper back in the day. They saw him as just a clown or a corny rapper. And then he didn't get his props despite his success in uh, multiple industries. So I'll, he's I'll tell been you this. clowned on. He's been clowned on for years. I'll tell you this though, and nobody can tell you otherwise, but what is the greatest summer hip hop song of all time? Summertime, bro. Of course. And most rappers will say that. Like, without a doubt, Summertime is one of the greatest hip-hop summer jams of all time. Nobody at any function, a barbecue or or whatever, is going to snap on Summertime and be like, get that stuff off. What is that whack me? No, it's Will Smith's Summertime. You best recognize. So, as much as he wasn't respected as a rapper, I think, contrary to popular belief, I don't think he cared because guess what? He will sell out shows. He he made more money than most rappers would ever live to imagine. Just from his music alone. Bef- obviously, granted, he was bankrupt before he did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But post that, when he had his resurgence, where he had albums like Willennium. Willennium was huge for Will Smith, right? Even the, the, the Men in Black soundtrack. Like, like that men- here comes the Men in Black again. Uh, whatever you feel about Will Smith as a quote-unquote rapper, yeah? Here comes the Men in Black is a tune miami is a tune getting jiggy with it is a tune will 2k is a tune i I, like put respect on his name at least before he ends up slapping you in the face because he feels offended for his wife on her behalf but um you know it was the august alcina of it all it's his ego in terms of him not being respected in the community of hip-hop also him not being respected as a man because of this red table talk and everything that Jada has divulged even himself divulging like an excerpt in his book where he talks about you know his sexual relationship in in the past and how it's affected him and you know the the reactions he has to intimacy it's like the, there's a greater issue here where these individuals have shared a lot of, of themselves and they're shocked that people have reactions to what they shared. It's like you release it into the ether and you're shocked that the ether talks back. That's nothing well, happens in a vacuum. 
I don't think it's a shock for for the uh, for people talking back. I, I think it's just his normal techniques of calming down and staying mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, in sync with himself. Yeah, uh, just haven't haven't worked recently mm-hmm. because it's been a lot, bro. The last couple of years with this yeah. whole like he's used to being getting clowned on, but he's mm-hmm. dusting it off. But the last couple of years piling upon history, and now that his normal techniques weren't working. Yeah. So to see uh, a fellow performer or even comedian that he's worked with before mm-hmm. um, clown his wife, or well, the, 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 it was a light joke. In my, I, I, I want to get into this. I actually really want to get but, into it because this is the thing that's yeah. raging me because there's certain contingents of saying, you know, he's clowned his wife and disrespected his wife. Let's get let's get into it. So this is what happened. Yeah, but that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, though. Like, mm-hmm. It just he just reached a breaking point. That's what it is. is and people I think, are saying I think, like, oh, I think he should have done that. This, point, this, 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 and if, I, I get that. But if if he if that's you, his breaking point, he's he has brittle spirit. I'm sorry because no no the, no no. He, I, well, what, well, I, w- I wouldn't call it brittle spirit. All I'm saying is, let's look. We we even listed it not mm-hmm. too long ago. Yeah, he has. There's been a lot from time ago up until now. Yeah, like there's only so much a one man can take. Now this there's not justification of him doing what he did, not at all. I can just see why he broke. I see why he broke. I, I can't. I can't see it, especially see, with the pressure with um, winning the Oscars as well. That like he was up for that as well. Now, once again, this is not an excuse for why he should have done it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I can see how a lot of things would have warped his mind and have him not thinking straight to do something incredibly stupid like he did the other night. No, I don't. I don't see it. Like uh, I will agree to disagree with you. I don't see it, and this is why. Right? Let's get into it. The joke exactly was that Chris Rock saw Jada at Jada. Granted, before he made the joke about Jada, right? He makes a joke about Javier Bardem and his wife. Um, I forget her name, which is really disrespectful. I apologize. Um, but she's also an actress, and they were both up for awards. And Chris Rock makes a joke. That if he if she loses, he he loses as well. If he wins and she loses, he loses as well. I'm paraphrasing poorly, but that's essentially the joke, right? Pretty tame, very PC, right? Let's move on to Jada Pinkett. He makes a joke about Jada Pinkett's um, hairstyle, right? She 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 attends the award show. She shaved her head. I didn't know this at the time because I don't follow her on Instagram. I don't know anybody that does. So in terms of the algorithm, that doesn't funnel back to me. She suffers from alopecia, which I know many person people that do suffer from alopecia to varying degrees. Um, but she does suffer with alopecia. And I get it, right? It's a very, very personal thing, very emotional thing, especially for women. When women do pride their hair a lot. Um, but he makes a joke that he says like, you know, and again, I'm paraphrasing poorly, but um, see you once again. Um, see you getting ready for GI Jane two. Can't wait, right? Now, Will Smith's initially laughs, and people saying there was a nervous laugh. Cool, I'm willing to give you that because that happens sometimes, right? You're in a public setting, you feel clown, disrespected. In this case, your wife's been disrespected or perceived disrespected. You're gonna chuckle a little bit. Then it flips. He walks up on stage. He goes and smacks, smacks Chris Rock in the face. And now a lot of people say it's just a sm- uh, just a slap. But if you watch that video, he followed through. Like, if that if his arms were clenched, that would have been a punch because he doesn't follow through like a slap. It doesn't wind back. He follows through with like a straight jab, right? But his palms is open. If he actually got Chris Rock flush, 
he would have knocked him out. From what I've been, from what I've seen, and what is broken down, he actually only caught Chris Rock on his chin with his fingers. But if he actually caught him literally on the fleshy part of his palm, uh, palm, he would have knocked out Chris Rock because Chris Rock, he is not the most well endowed individual physically. I'm not talking about his dangalang. Talking about his body, right? No one was talking about his dangalang until you said it, bro. <laughs> All right, cool. Just just making sure. Um, right, but right. this is this is how I'm gonna place it, right? I think it's absolute, really ridiculous, right? People saying he was defending his wife. Cool. Um, I believe that she can defend herself. People are saying that he made a joke about her alopecia. He didn't make no joke about her alopecia. Alopecia wasn't mentioned. She suffers from alopecia. She shaved his, her head. He made a joke about her shaving her head. Let's not conflate, conflate these two things. If she feels offended because of why she, what she's going through, what she's feeling, I fully understand that. I actually fully get that. And I fully get um, Will Smith's anger and upset um upsetness was it and i've heard so many things where it's like no he was defending his wife and he felt it was justified that he did it's like no like violence is not justified whatsoever i know same people that will say that shit that out in public right if they were having like a little spat with a guy saying shit about his wife they'll get in the guy's face and they'll walk on because they guess they, they guess correctly at the end of the day if i hit this guy I will be done with assault. Will Smith did this on a live stage initially to millions watching and eventually billions watching through social media and didn't give a rat's anus. He was literally thinking, I am Will Smith. I am going to slap this dude, essentially assault him for saying something that I have perceived as a disrespect towards my wife's condition, even though it's nothing to do with her wife's condition. She has a condition. He... He made a joke about her appearance. I I would respect somebody more for saying that, right? It's the same way as like if you make a joke about somebody being ugly, right? Or having a deformity. The key thing is you don't know what the deformity is. You don't know what the condition is. You made a joke about the appearance. Now, bear in mind this, right? And I say this on God. Jada Pinkett Smith has always been attractive. Will always be be attractive she is a beautiful woman and this is not the first time she saved her head bald there's pictures of her in the past and I, again i don't know how many years she's been struggling with alopecia but at no point did i see jada pinkett and think she is lesser for her hair not being there and no point that and even with the joke he even says before he makes the joke jada i love you then he proceeds to make the joke you would think that would be enough context to say like I'm just kind of doing my job. I'm taking shots. I'm going to be doing this all night. I hope you can take it. And he proceeds to make a G.I. Jane joke, a joke of a dated movie that most millennials will not even know about. And even then, Demi Moore, who played G.I. Jane, I don't know what the character's name is in the film because I haven't watched it in, in probably a decade, is gorgeous in that film. Nobody can say, like, Demi Moore looked ugly for her shaved head in the film. So when people say, like, oh, it was a disrespect to compare her to uh, Demi Moore uh, in G.I. Jane, it's like, how? If somebody compared me to Morris Chestnut, I'm thinking, how dare you, sir? That is a gorgeous man. I am not gorgeous. How dare you compare me to that specimen of an individual? I will slap thee. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a keep it 100. Even if he offend, uh, offended, right? He should have handled it like a man, even if he wanted to do it on stage there and there. Because a lot of people are saying that, no, he was disrespected in public 
he should he should be allowed to handle in public for sure but why are words met with physical violence why can't words be met with words because he made an irrational and emotional uh, choice it doesn't justify it once again but that's how a lot of these things go down. People lead with their emotions and then yeah. do irrational, dumb things. Yeah. And that's exactly what we saw. We saw the culmination of the BS or him getting clowned. And maybe there's something deeper between Will and, and Chris because let's not lie. Like, uh, do you he, think that wasn't even, another uh, entanglement? Do you, do you think huh? when well, he was saying, I, I, don't know. I love you, <laughs> there Jada? May, there may have been another entanglement. Oh there may God. have been uh, ramifications of... The um the previous joke that he made from the previous Oscars, which was uh, with the six re- years Indiana ago, Paddy's one. It was six yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. But people, once, I've been seeing that. Sorry to jump well, in, Ken, but loads of people have been referencing that. And even then, the joke was literally him stating a fact. She boycotted the Oscars. Why yeah, are you yeah, still but this coming? This is the reason why. But this is the reason why I was saying there might be something more to that mm. because by hearing uh, uh Tony, I think like quite a few people have been in yeah. this situation maybe you have I, I, there's, a, there's a high chance that you have been mm-hmm. now people are talking shit maybe some people maybe you're the butt of, of a joke and you're yeah. like alright all right, cool 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 right. whatever whatever yeah let's laugh at me for now and then the one person that you don't want to even open his mouth yeah. says some shit about you mm-hmm. for some reason that person talking has infuriated you more so than your other boys that are talking shit about you Yeah. so that's why I say there might be something more to that because just like we've stated today, that was yeah. a light joke. It was a light joke from, surprise, surprise, a comedian. And I don't so even think it was offensive. to be so irrational or, 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 I didn't say it was offensive, I said it was no, a light joke. But I'm, 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 uh, like, I agree for, with for, you. But for, I'm just for, saying. for it to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. For it to now be escalated to what happened then and then the words that he said after, I, I have no shadow of a doubt that, that there was more to it. It could have been the pressures about mm-hmm. the Oscars. Could have been him getting clowned for how many years now. But for it to come through Chris Ma- uh, Chris Rock's mouth, yeah, made it worse to Will. Yeah, I, I I truly believe that because I can't imagine him even thinking of doing that with yeah. uh, uh, other celebrities. Yeah, maybe Chris Rock is easy pickings. Of you know, course, in, in, of course, in, 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 in Will's eye. Of course, but then the irrational and, and stupidity in him just flared up and did what he did. It so, was like dumb. I said, I think I think there's more to it. Of but, course. Right now, we, we quite frankly, Chris Rock, uh, Chris Rock has been um, quite quite class about it. Mm-hmm. Like he's just handling it like a man. He's not pressing charges. Nothing. What, he's just doing what he needs to do. To what just... other options does he have? He, he doesn't like if it, if it comes to pressing charges. To to what purpose? Will Smith is in prison. Will Smith has got enough money to get good lawyers that he probably gets a slap on the wrist. Maybe community service. If he sues him, Chris doesn't need the money. He doesn't. If anything, that's just ending up to humiliating no. Will Smith. He's got he's got more ammo to humiliate Will Smith on stage, which he's chosen not to. He's mentioned the the, the altercation, if you want to call it that, but he's chosen not to speak on the stage because I've seen uh, snippets of his stand up, which I wish I could go. But guarantee you, his next tour. Oh, he is. He's gonna. Actually, I see Chris actually not doing that, mostly because. I think Chris, ultimately, when it comes to people that he respects and likes, he doesn't do that. Like, there's been, well, I don't even think he, like, if we flash back, and I've seen a lot of Chris Rock stand up, I don't even think he made jokes about Wild Wild West when Wild Wild West was a flop. And everybody was making jokes about Wild Wild West. Yeah. But ultimately. Yeah, I, 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 I think um, Chris, Chris Rock doesn't have to. 
do anything. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think it's more effective if he, if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because um, Will Smith does anything, Jada disrespecting him, anything of his past, all his failings, all mm-hmm. his successes, when people take the mick out of Will Smith, or no, anytime Will Smith does anything, people yeah. always take the mick. People, people always take the piss. Yeah. Always. So I don't know if you've seen the reactions of a lot of comedians, except mm-hmm. for one comedian. I've seen several. Almost so all, many. After all comedians, all comedi- almost all comedians are fully on Chris Rock's side. They've yeah, been clowning Will of course. horrendously. Chris Rock's brother, everyone. Like even some people have been savage about it. Yeah. Get, like saying worse things than what Chris, uh, um, what Chris said. Uh, the only person that defended uh, Chris Rock was Tiffany Haddish. Uh, but I think she said, well, maybe she's she sticking to her guns because she mm. said what she said, didn't it? Yeah. And it was about like, oh yeah, someone is finally protecting black women, something along the lines of that, which is, you know, cool, whatever. But, you know, it, it's it's very um, snap decision but to that, say is, that after. Is, is that the thing now? Is it the case that, because I was literally thinking about that. Is there, is there nothing that we can make jokes about? Like we can't take the, we can't make jokes about places. Tony, because it, it's, it's f- been, it's, it's been a debate for what the last 10, 15 mm-hmm. years yeah. about what people can and can't joke about. Uh, maybe even longer. Maybe it's only been loud in the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is it really is down to who gives a shit. Yeah. Like the comedians say, all right, cool. Our art will die. Yeah. If we can't say how we feel and what we want to say, mm-hmm. um, and no one's proposing alternatives or mm-hmm. comedians that are actually good. Yeah. For example, not boy, good on her for doing what she's doing and uh, finding her success. Amy Schu- Amy Schumer, I don't think is a good comedian, but she's no, no, someone she's that not. keeps getting jo- She keeps getting roles because she keeps it clean. Her, yeah. her jokes are well, they're not are clean. Not offensive. They they are offensive. Well, like yeah, what she talks they're, about they're, they're, is her genitals, yeah. and she steals oh, yeah, other yeah. people's. They're jokes. offensive to her genitals, and she's still, well, yeah, that was a big thing that mm-hmm. happened. Um, well, it's been happening. Yeah, like, She's been doing it for years. I don't know if it's recent. I know it's been happening. I don't yeah. know if, it, if that's still a recent. There was, thing. there was one recent. Apparently, that a joke that she did at the Oscars was stolen off of a YouTuber, I believe, or something like that. And um, there's like whole compilations of um, her old show. Uh, she yeah, yeah, I know about the old shows. Yeah, and literally like word for word copy from other shows, but. Um, when it comes to the situation of Will Smith, right? Let's take away the, the the slap for a moment. He, the thing that bothered me was not only his speech, but when he won the Oscar, because it's completely, it's almost like I already had this written, and I know what I just did, but I'm gonna carry on as if I didn't do what I just did. Talking about we need to leave with love, and that like a part of me is still in the role of, of um. Mr. Williams, the, the the character he played in um in in the in the movie, um and like the the protector, I'm about protecting my family. Is like leading with love. I don't know. Like, was there love written on your hand as you led it into Chris Rock's face? Is that how that works? Um, it was just it was just nonsense, and he's crying, and it's just despicable that all of these people around him, you see the, the after Oscars thing is like, they're all just having a great time with him. Like they just didn't see him assault a dude. Right. And guarantee you, there's probably a contingent of people that thought like you did the right thing, Chris, I think it's a small percentage. And there's probably a contingent of them. They thought like, nah, that was messed up. But all of them were having a good time with him. Like nothing went, went wrong. wrong. Because people don't want drama. Like they, people of course, in the industry, they, don't. they, they, they just want to like sweep underneath the rug 
and wait for the internet to attack. <laughs> and yeah. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I fully get why they were doing that because mm-hmm. to now be funny after people are meant to be celebrating, mm-hmm. like what we're we gonna do now? Yeah. It's like you, you, you broke the peace. So are we gonna continue breaking the peace when I, people are meant to be celebrating? So people just do their fakeness and then wait until the internet descends and as the sun, as the sun rises. Plus, he talks a big game, and I've, I've been following him for a while on Instagram, even to the point where I got to myself, okay, you're doing the most, um, well, like, he was producing a lot of content every day, whether it be on Instagram or YouTube. Uh, it did get to a point where it was a bit much. But one thing that was always consistent that I always appreciated was that the idea of self-help and seeking help through psychological and emotional, emotional turmoil and idea of seizing the day you know there's things that he never did before and he went out and did because you know life is short talked about his relationship with jada how it was difficult in the past and he realized that my job is not to make you happy he's i remember that video right so you're you say your job is not to make her happy but your job is also to fight her battles for her like i mean i guess two things can be true but when those things are kind of antithetical to themselves it's like the idea that Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, an established woman herself, like I, I love Jada Pinkett, like I think she's an amazing actress. I wish she got a lot more roles, uh, but everything she's done where she brings herself to it, she's always dope. Like case in point, I think Gotham is a bad show, but when she was on it, she was the best thing on screen. The idea that... Nah, Pe- Peng- Penguin was the best thing on screen. Who? Penguin? Oh, come on. Yeah, Let's not do yeah, this. Bro. Let's not do it. Don't be that yeah, guy. Ken. Yeah, no, no. Uh, that was he was entertaining he was entertaining don't I didn't say he was the best actor I said he was the he was the best thing on screen I, I'm agree to disagree on that one but uh, J- Jada could have handled herself even even when you saw the video before the slap Will laughed she didn't she rolled her eyes almost to kind of give the vibe like that's a whack joke but whatever my dude like she never she never looked angry she never looked upset unless it the camera panned away and she did start to cry and she pulled away a tear and we just didn't see that then fair dues right we don't know but in that moment you you see her she kind of like kind of like rolls her eyes and turns away is like yeah yeah and we don't see her face we don't for like again but But, that's that's we can only speculate about what we didn't see but you know what's really shitty nude recently is a lot of will smith's a couple of will smith's projects have been postponed or put on hold yeah. um, ever since the incident now I don't know if that's directly related to it of course it is and Come we on. can debate if, if it is or isn't yeah and you know most like, of course but it is it, it seems like um, uh, for example like Bad Boys 4 mm-hmm. is, is that the brakes have been pumped yeah uh, in the pre-production yeah um, after the Oscar win and the Oscar slap yeah was, but you know bro, give, give it a like, few months they'll be back on in production and they'll give a reason you know, for it cool I think they just want to chill out while yeah. all the heat is still on. Of course. Um, but bro, let's let's not lie, man. Like this, drama like this happens uh, every now and again. There's always like I'm used to it happening with boxing or, or rappers or mm-hmm. you know irrelevant people that are clout chasing. So for mm-hmm. it to happen like this, it did throw me off a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, oh okay. This is the industry that they tend to just keep things close to the chest. Then mm-hmm. there's no gangster aspect of it or there's no like bad blood or altercations like this yeah. that we've seen before. So it did, it did throw me off a little bit. Yeah. But one thing that um, did shock me, well, not shock me, but it was a nice little addition. This is the most entertainment that we've seen in the Oscars in a very long time. A four hour show that happens every single year of uh, people 
uh, like exposing films that a lot of people didn't watch. Yeah. And uh, not saying that the films aren't, aren't great. A lot of them tend to be quite quite bloody good, yeah. but not uh, critical successes uh, for for the masses. But it once again, it's a four hour show that people don't really want to watch, even though they do try with some of the um, uh, acts that happen in between. Mm. For example, the uh, um, let's not talk about Bruno. A song that happened which was heavily remixed yeah to swap out Bruno for Oscar mm-hmm. which is uh, um, interesting you know what they should they should have actually changed it to uh, we don't what? talk about um, Roman Polanski why because That's Roman Polanski the, the, Roman Polanski right um, Harvey Weinstein uh, one of the, the biggest issues when it comes to like the academy and and uh, the, <laughs> the film association uh, is that they're all full sorry. of shit. These people are like they give allow allowance to people because quote unquote they're talented or they can get movies made. Roman Polanski is a prosecuted and convicted rapist that's chilling out in France somewhere, and he is celebrated by people like Meryl Streep, right? And Meryl Streep, who conveniently in the recent years before Harvey Weinstein got put away, she was like denigrating Harvey Weinstein. But there's videos of her up on stage winning awards, thanking Harvey Weinstein. You're so amazing. You're so great. We couldn't have been without you. I love you. She said, I love you. Right? Her full of shit. Like... Tony, they ain't never making that joke. <laughs> no, they should. They should. But I do get. I do get what you they mean. They should have. Like that, you know, like all of them yeah, are full of shit, and that's why. Them. That's why I think with the Will Smith thing is like, whoever in the Oscars, the Academy, all of these actors, they're full of shit if they feel like that was justified. Because guess what? If this was, if he was a nobody and this was in the streets, right? As a black man, even if he hit another black man, guess what? They're all gonna be in the in, in, put in. Both of them are gonna be in jail. Even Chris being a victim, they don't care. Like, best case scenario, they go to jail and they spend the night in the drunk tank, right? Worst case scenario, somebody catches a bullet. But no, because it's the Hollywood elite, Will Smith is a big deal. It's okay, he's defending his woman off of a dead joke that, to be fair, I'd even laugh at when I heard it, right? Let alone to, for me to feel like, oh, he's talking about my alopecia. He didn't mention alopecia. You thinking about alopecia because you got alopecia because your wife got alopecia. Get over yourself. Get over yourself that you have to get up on stage, walk to the guy and smack him. I would, do you know what I would have even understood? If he walked into, say, interrupted him and actually said like, hey, and actually put his finger to his face and said like, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. If he just did that, it still would have been messed up, but I, I would at least got that. That would have been like human to me to say like, oh yeah, he's reached the breaking point. The slap is something else. There's breaking points. Then there's slapping somebody. Then putting your hands down your trousers, not down your trousers, but the lapel of your trousers and walking away like I'm a boss. Did you see that? The way, we're going to move on from this. But when I saw him walk away, he's just swinging his arm side to side, proud of himself with pride and swagger. Then moments later crying, then issuing apologies like, Dude, you have brittle spirit. I'm sorry. Brittle spirit. Even if he's probably, he's probably gone through worse things in life and handled it as a person because he's read about it, wrote about it in his book. And this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Bruv, literally found out a video today of Mike Tyson, right? Mike Tyson was approached by um, a dude at one of his comedy shows. 
challenged him to a boxing fight. Mike Tyson said no. He pulls out a gun. And Mike Tyson manages to, to, to calm him down and still hugs the dude. Mike Tyson, who years ago bit a man's ear off in a boxing ring, abused his wife, is able yeah, well, to de-escalate about, a gun. But yeah. <laughs> Will Smith can't de-escalate a bad joke. Tony, Tony, you, you said it yourself. The straw that broke a camel's back. You're saying about like how, oh, this is the straw that broke it. Bro, the whole analogy is about a small thing that's been put put on top of so many small things. I'm saying this is this a nothing. A small, it's not even a small bro, thing. It's this, a nothing. It's, bro, it's not nothing. We know it's not nothing because, you know, there was reason for it. Mm. It was a small thing that set him over the edge. Now, I agree with you. This this was bullshit and, and he shouldn't have done anything yeah. like he did. It was still something. Right. Something for him. Out. I don't know something if it would have came out like that if it was something else. Mm. Like it didn't have to be a big thing. Yeah, but it was something. Yeah, you know it, I, mean? I think it was something for him. And a lo- and this is the thing that I even exactly. posted this on my Instagram, right? And this is where I'm going to leave it, and we could probably move on unless you have something more to add to it. But after all of that, after the slap, one, I don't know whether it made Jada feel better. She did tweet out. And that's how we do it, which I think is like in poor taste. No, that that was that was his son that tweeted that. They both did. They both did. Okay. Um and also does that somehow erase her, her alopecia? That slap, that vindication, that justice that Will Smith got for her, it doesn't erase that she suffers from alopecia it doesn't erase the fact that there is going to be a new thing that you choose to talk about in your pub uh, uh, family family's business publicly that people are going to clown you for because you 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 lot keep doing it you keep putting yourself out there granted you are celebrities and people are going to talk about what you're doing and i miss the days where People found out that stuff. It was investigations, it was paparazzi. Things were, the, the, the celebrities tried hard to hide their dirty laundry. Now they're just putting it out there like there's no tomorrow, but being shocked when people have comments about it. Whether positive or negative, but they're somehow like, how dare you speak on this thing that I put out there on a public platform like Instagram where people share their opinions constantly. How dare you? Yeah, going back to what I was saying, this was an emotional and irrational reaction i'm not even talking like, about that anymore i'm talking about the next thing because there is going to be a next thing whether well, Will no, Smith it, it, reacts it, it, that it, link, way, it links to this it, it links to this because it, the whole idea that okay cool this is what set you off when you put things out there yeah and you know it's kind of like all right cool you you, you helped yeah you, yourself get to that annoyed and 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 irrational and, and silly stage mm-hmm. because you were putting stuff out there yeah um, and i think they will be a bit more cagey but then psh, boy like I know people celebrities that don't put stuff out there and still people onto them mm-hmm. but that's neither here or there man all I'm, all I'm saying I'm tired of talking about this yeah. like I was actually tired uh, my, my reaction to this was oh like cause I, sent, I think I sent it to you in the morning mm-hmm. um, when, when I found out and literally within about 10 maybe 9 hours I was done with it the internet was quick I think this is one of the quickest things the internet has ever jumped on, mm. like to date. Maybe because it's this time of the uh, um, time of history. Like the, the the more thing, the more time that passes, the quicker the internet just jumps on something. Like because there was so saturated, there was so much saturation of people clowning this whole situation, and so many people had hot takes and people had so much things to say. 
I was tired. Yeah. I was tired of it. Yeah. Like even wanted to talk about it today. I was like, all right, cool. I need to say my piece mm-hmm. and move on to some comic book shit because I'm tired of it. Yeah. Like I do not want to genuinely discuss this again with anyone. No. Because it, it, it's such a thing that is, that's been talked to death. Of course. But and you know, we, it's been the hundreds of opinions. There's been so many people saying stuff and until something has actually moved the needle of what's happened mm-hmm. because Chris Rock, like, like successfully just deaded it. It's like, all right, cool. Now nah, we ain't talking about this. We're done. Yeah. Pressing charges. Yada, yada, yada. It's the internet that is fighting battles for him. It's his brother that's fighting battles for him. Yeah. It's the comedians that are fighting battles Which for him. Which I was thinking Until to myself, something of like, substance happens. Tony I Rock am, needs I'm, to I'm shut the hell up. Like, I think Tony Rock, you ain't relevant. You need to shut up. Nobody cares about your opinion. You need to sit down. Like, you're right. Everything. No, you no. Said, pe- pe- people cared. People have been clapping and, and praising them, bro. Pe- people care. Tony Rock. They've been they've been clapping yeah. Tony Rock. After what you said, oh, you don't see it. F- fair enough. I didn't. I didn't see that. I just thought to myself, like he's coming out of the woodwork. Like people care about. Wait, him. have you seen? Have you seen the video? No, I haven't seen the video. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, yeah, I heard yeah, he made a, whole a statement, video of him defending his brother. I just thought nah, to myself, there was a pro- there's a proper video. Check, check it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. Everything you said is completely spot on. The only thing for me, I don't even really care about the the reasons why or what uh, was actually going through Will Smith's head. Is the fact that every so often it pops into my head, and my brain is still telling me that it was a dream, like the actual slap, not not the joke, not you know Jada's alopecia, just the fact that somebody got up on stage on one of the most prestigious nights and smacked the dude and walked away. It's like almost like writing the beginnings of a comedy. It's does it even seem real? And I don't care about the why. I don't care about the, the personal anguish. My mind is just playing this on loop like, yo, that actually happened. And it wasn't a fever dream. It wasn't a skit on SNL, which skit that SNL sent for them. And it was actually pretty funny. But it actually happened. 2022 is a wild year and it's going to get wilder. But... Let's Bro, move have you not noticed that this happens all the time? Every year there is something, a collection of wild things that yeah. happen. Yeah. Like, and this is just one of the few that have happened this year. I, I, I think it's one of those ones we all this time we thought the like there's gonna be locusts and and swarm of and bees and changing of the tides. But the truth is the slap that Chris Rock took to the chin is the beginning of the apocalypse. Like some, <laughs> some wild stuff is happening, Ken, but we're seeing the wrong signs. Like you got Russia and Ukraine, which we've conveniently stopped talking about because of Will Smith. But like- Bro, when's the last time anyone talked about COVID? Oh my God, COVID didn't even happen. COVID is- it's, When's the last time anyone talked about Black Lives Matter? I mean, they're still talking about that. Like I'll guarantee you if I Google right now, somebody's probably been killed by the police. No, it, no, I'm talking about like- On a mass scale. You know what yeah, I mean? I about like on, on the mass scale. Yeah. Like, and that, like these things that were staples of- or well, the last few years, yeah. or every year that they came out, respective years that they came out, yeah. have just been gone quiet. Of it says a lot about the media cycle yeah. and the internet cycle, because things happen very, very but quickly. We all know this, tragedy has a shelf life. It's, it's what I've been saying, right, when it comes to like, you know when you've got a friend and they've, they're depressed because of a breakup or whatever, right? I think ultimately you as the friend, and I'm not speaking you specifically, Ken, but in general, right? We, everybody has their shelf life for empathy. And the reason why you can tell this is that the moment you try to do things to cheer up your friend without kind of saying it consciously, subconsciously you're saying, I'm tired of you being like this. I want you to be the person that I used to know 
that was normal. And for better or for worse, that is a thing. That is a thing. We can't mm. really escape it. But the truth is, tragedy, tragedy has a shelf life. And we, 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 I think it kind of needs to be that way because the worst thing you can do is be depressed about everything all the time, every day. That's not a good space to be in. We have to have the ability to kind of brush things off and kind of say, well, well that happened. I, I, I agree, uh, especially with, with tragedy. Um, however, I would disagree based on, I'll disagree if the tragedy is just going to repeat itself if people are not doing anything about it. And I think that's what happens with some of these events over the years where something happens mm. and then it's going through its cycle and then it dies down. But then that thing that first happened that people were making noise about, things have not moved and things are still being perpetuated or things are getting worse. For example, like COVID. COVID is still happening around the world. Just as an example, I don't want to go into a whole COVID thing, mm -hmm. but that's one example where, yes, we need to move past it, but to move past it, we have to do something about it. But to do something about it, we have to keep it being, you know, in the limelight talked about so we can eradicate it. Mm -hmm. Unless we're just okay having 10 more variations in the next, what, 20 years or so, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think it's good that we should move past things, especially things we can't do something about and we try and cope and recover as a people. Mm -hmm. But of things that are, you know, still there in the limelight that are actually problematic and then we do nothing about it. For example, like Russia and Ukraine, for example, like Black Lives Matter, um, for example, COVID, you know, those things are not just going to miraculously disappear just because it's not in uh, um, the media anymore. Yeah. Those are the things, the tragedies that need to be re-upped and, and discussed uh, uh, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Not just because... It, yeah, and it's sad when it when 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 people don't. Mm. But yeah, yeah. But I hear what you're saying, man. But more so with the things that you know, it's happened. Boom. All right, something we could do about it. Yeah. For example, just like we've been discussing for the first half of this show, Chris Rock getting slapped. Yeah. Yeah. It's happened. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's move, move on. on. Let's move on. Speaking of moving on, Ken, what are we moving on to next? Oh no, man. Uh, a lot's happened. Uh, uh, <laughs> a lot's happened. Media, media's been very interesting. There's, there's been a couple of uh, films and shows that everyone's been anticipating or uh, going crazy for. Yeah. Um, just deciding which one to go for first. Um, let's go for Moon Knight. That should Moon be Knight, baby. fresh on people, fresh on people's minds. Yeah. Actually, you know, um, before we jump onto Moon Knight, just as a cursory thing. So they dropped the new uh, Halo TV show. I'm not going to get into that one uh, too Has much. Has it started already? It's already started. I uh, watched the second episode yesterday, I believe. Um, it's, Where's it being streamed? It's on Paramount+. Plus. Don't know whether it's, where it's being streamed in the UK. That might be on Amazon or no, it might be. I think it's Now TV, I believe. Okay. Uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, the show is fine. Um they 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 said at the beginning is in its own universe, so it's not going to be following the games. Not that it, it should have to follow the games, but the well, like Arcane, uh, Arcane, because Arcane doesn't follow it to to the letter, doesn't follow League of Legends to the letter. It does, just... but it does it in in broad strokes. So I know a little exactly. bit of the law of Arcane, and they take the some most, liberties. Yeah, they take very little liberties. Like the the, the characters are the characters, whereas like. With Halo, they've changed a lot with the characters. They've changed a lot okay. with the actual sequence of events. Um, there's a focus on on a certain story aspect that I'm not too sure I understand, and maybe it'll pay off later. Um, I like the guy that plays Master Chief, um, Pablo. Um, uh, what's his name? 
Pablo Shrivia. He's uh, Leave Shrivia's brother. Um, he's a good okay. actor. I don't think what they done with him is very good. I think they tried to make him more human, Master Chief more human. But the problem with Master Chief, the whole point of him is that he's stoic and very non-human. And they do kind mm-hmm. of meld it into the story that um, they, the, the Spartans, the super soldiers are like drugged to have basically no feeling, no taste, no nothing, no real desire or emotion besides following their orders. And they do delve into that and he's slowly becoming more human. Um, but I don't think that's what I want from a mass, from a Halo TV show. It's odd. Um, I, I get why they're doing it though. I do get what I'm doing it because when it comes to characters mm-hmm. for a TV show, or even a film, mm-hmm. you need to feel some form of relatability or connection to them. Maybe not directly to, oh, I've been through what you've been through, but some type of emotional relatability. And how can you do that with a blank slate? Um, so I think they're adding those elements just to uh, uh, make people feel a bit more invested in the character because without that, yeah, wh- why would I care about this character? Of course. You know? It would help that the, what they were writing was actually... It's not terrible, but it's not particularly interesting. I think what would have made this show better is that the primary speaking characters not being Master Chief. Master Chief, I think, should have just been like almost like a, a, a background character, a legendary character, and they focus on other people and Master Chief comes in to save the day, do his action and kind of bounce not to be used sparingly but like use him as a framing device for the plot and use other characters to do that because it's just that what they got in terms of story with the master chief and other character is just not interesting the show is fine that's all i can say about it but we can move on to moonlight yeah cool 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 um now tony Mm -hmm. uh, i think there's a few of them i want to ask you a question hit me what does Moon Knight, Legion, Doom Patrol, and Fight Club all have in common? They are psychedelic and very, very cerebral. <laughs> all right, cool. I like what you said there. So psychedelic and very, very cerebral. What makes them psychedelic and very cerebral? Just, all of them. Just like the idea of perception, reality, identity, and just mixing that with... Um, well, like just this visual splendor of like representation of what reality is or 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 identity just and I, I would say definitely with Doom Patrol and Legion very great use of a color palette um, not so much with, with Moon Knight but like this the sets and the color palette and the wackiness serves the greater plot of just kind of weird kind of best way i can think is psychedelic psychotropic just a mind f you know yeah yeah i like that they 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 all take a trope um well that's the thing moon knight is now taking a visual trope even mm. though in the in the comics we knew about how his powers worked or how he worked yeah um the all of these shows slash films have taken trope uh, the trope of okay what if we had a character that was uh, oh, even split as well. Split as well. Uh, what do we what do we do if we take a character that has well, I don't know what the disorder is called. A split Dissoci- personality disorder, dissociative personality disorder. Right, but with a twist. Mm. So taking that disorder and twisting it, and 
I, I'm trying to figure out who did it best because that's essentially what is happening with our character of Moon Knight in the mm-hmm. first episode. We're being introduced to this disorder and how it affects him on a deeper scale, which links to his comic book origin of a guy in uh, a moon outfit that is uh, that has different people knocking around in his head. Mm-hmm. So even in Doom Patrol, we have a character that has, I can't remember how many different abilities. I think it's 64. Uh, um, 64. Oh, that's a nice number. So that's two to the power of six, maybe. Um, so uh, a, a character that had so many different personalities that had all their, their own individual abilities. Same thing with M. Night Shyamalan Split, where we had different personas who had different allergies and different effects of things. But one of the main ones was the Beast uh, within him. We had in Legion, they didn't dive as deep as they did with Legion. Because in the Legion comic book, like it was very apparent, like the different split personalities uh, in this, they just decided to tone it down a little bit, but still tell a really nice story from it. Um, uh, what else did I mention? Uh, oh, Fight Club. Now that was one of the biggest mind mind twists, especially when you uh, uh, watch it multiple times. I don't want to ruin it in case people haven't seen it, but it's one of the biggest, like one of the biggest films that I, I've generally enjoyed. I didn't believe it at first, but then we get onto Moon Knight and now it's taking that idea and exposing it immediately um, in the first episode. I think they even took uh, cues from Fight Club, the way we have the first character and the second character um, be uh, played particular parts. But yeah, no, I, I, I was just interested how they would convey that in, in, this, in this series. So before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, that's a small like summary of uh, uh, um, the, the 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 premise, or oh, sorry, the trope that they're using in this to to carry the the show. Tony, what did you think of it? Um, are we are we going to break down the episode, or are we just going to tell my feelings? Um, we could we can let's break down the episode for your feelings because I, I think you, you you have a lot. Well, I've I have quite a bit to say about it. Okay, I want to I want you to go first. You go. Okay, so you know we we open up the episode with us meeting uh, the character uh, Mark. No, Stephen. We meet Stephen first, and he's a very um, kind of shy, withdrawn individual. He works for a museum, and they set it in London, which I think is dope. It's always dope when, like, you know, these 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 Marvel properties, which is an American property, uh, is set in England. It feels like, oh, we're part of something special too. Um, Tony, it's never in England. It's always in London. <laughs> I mean, it's lie. always in London. Um, <laughs> it's always in London. So yeah, we're, we're, we're there with him and he's playing this very nebbish, kind of shy, kind of insecure kind of character who's struggling. And you see that he's struggling with, with sleep. He, he chains himself to his bed. He puts sand around his bed and he puts tape at his door just to kind of check he's not been leaving the house. And I think it's brilliant. Like It's just all visual. There's not a lot of dialogue. He's having a conversation with uh, somebody on the phone and we think it's his mum. Uh, he's got this pet fish, uh, which he I think he's called Nemo, and it's like a, a it's a one armed goldfish. No, it's not Nemo. It's not Nemo. Okay, but he's, he he, he should have called it Nemo. Um, that's a free one, Marvel. And I think it's a cool setup. I think it's a really dope setup. It's it's very different. It's very, very very off key in a cool way. Um, a lot of people are criticizing his English action. I think it's pretty spot on. Like I think he's. He's done very well. At no point, and like only for the fact that I know Oscar Isaac, but at no point was I pulled 
out of the episode because of his English accent. I thought like, oh, this feels natural. His talking, his interaction with with other characters, just it, it works. And he's doing it with an absolute masterclass. Um, you get a setup of his work life and it's not really great. He plays, he, he works as a, a trinket salesman in a museum, gets abused by his boss. And you, again, you see his kind of beta male status when he's dealing with his boss. Then he gets surprised that he's actually set up a date with this really hot girl that works in the museum, and he has no idea what she's talking about. Uh, but across the world, uh, the, across the story, the episode, I won't get into too much more detail there, uh, just to be spoiler light. Um, this is where the wackiness ensues. He finds himself just waking up somewhere out of nowhere um and just wrecking shop like but i think the the only downside that i have with the show but i guess i guess it's playing into the whole um lack of awareness right we're on the ride with steven not with mark yet we we probably will be at some point but we're only on the ride with Steven, so therefore we should be only experiencing what Steven experiences. And since with his dissociative personality disorder, he blinks out and presumably Mark takes over and he kicks the crap out of people, but we never see it. And it's a problem I have of like basically what you, you talk about all the time is show don't tell. And we're pretty much being told and not shown. Maybe it's with the purpose of that being connected to Steven and being on the ride of like, hey, we don't know what's going on because we only have his perspective. Don't really like that yet, uh, especially given that, you know, this is probably going to be a six episode series. Um, I will say this, it is symptomatic of a lot of the Marvel shows, Marvel Disney Plus shows that the initial episodes tend to be the weak, weakest ones and they get better. By no means this episode being bad, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I think it was a strong episode. I think the setup yeah, good. of Conchu and Mark Spector and, and, and Steven, I forget his surname, but the, the Nebish character. Um, I think there's even more to set up because I think he's actually got three core, well, technically four if you count Mr. Knight and if you count Moon Knight but it depends it depends how the writers take it but in terms of the core yeah. personalities we've only met two and it's it's really cool I love what they've done with Thingy's character uh, Ethan Hawke's character we don't know much about him yet but he's, he seems to be set up as one of the primary antagonists and he's kind of this cult leader who uh, worships another Egyptian god one that's lesser known and one of the cool things that he'd done with him, and I, I think it's a form of penance that he, he does it to humble himself, that he basically, uh, every morning when he wakes up, he drinks a glass of water. And he, after drinking the glass, he crushes the glass and the fragments he puts on the, 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 the sole of his sandals and walks with it. And he has a cane. And my my thinking is that he's he is humbling himself this is penance maybe from something he's done wrong in his past maybe in a way because there's a whole conceit that he runs this kind of town where people are judged on their um on who they are and this is a a common trope in uh in egyptian mythology that when you died 
your heart is taken, put on the scales and you are judged by your deeds of whether you go to heaven or hell or the equivalent for Egyptian mythology. But through his God that he's worships, um, they said, now cut all that. We're not even going to wait for you to actually, one, we're not going to wait for you to die. Two, we're not going to wait for you to actually do anything bad. Our God's able to predict the future. So we're going to take your hand. We're going to measure you now for what you may potentially do. And if you're going to be a prick, you're dying now. Do you know what that reminded me of? What did it remind you of? Minority Report. Uh, you know what? It did remind me of that as well. Uh, but that whole conceit, that whole setup, I think is really dope. And there's still more for us to see. And I'm looking forward to this week's episode. I, I really enjoyed it. It's not perfect by no means. But I wouldn't say it's one of the weakest starts. I think still for me, even though I enjoyed WandaVision, I still think WandaVision had one of the weakest starts out of all of the uh, Disney+. Plus. Not that we should be comparing on that level. Um, no. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing what it, the end scene of it. I don't want to spoil it, but the way he goes to town, that was dope. Like everything about it, like the setup, the silhouette, um, the way he, yeah. he, he handles business as Moon Knight. It made me think, yo, 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 Batman, sit down, sit down, bruv. <laughs> it, was, it was very, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the biggest things I liked about the episode is that there, there was no, it's almost, and hopefully they continue this, but so far, I do not, like, I see no reason for them to even include anything in the wider MCU. They can just leave the self-contained. I think that's the plan. Like, I think that from what I've read... I, I, I hope so. From what I've I read, so. I think that's the plan. There's no, there's no there's no, need to, but guess what? It's Marvel. They, there's, they, no, they will, there's no Easter eggs. There's nothing. There's no little jabs. There's no little jokes about it. Yeah. Right, straight up, we're in London. We're in the museum. Now we got a guy that looks like a moon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> running around. I mean, that's it. it's one of those ones. It's like even when you read the comic books, there's loads of reasons why none of these characters should interact, besides from the fact that they live next door to each other. But um, the, the 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 whole essence of a team up or the event books was that it was just like, oh, we got these cool things. Let's find a convenient way why they might interact. And he's out there in London. I guess you can argue that oh, did he not notice the whole thing with the Eternals? Eternals. Um, but at the same time, there's not a lot going on in London, and I think it's kind of perfect that they chose to suit in London. Says so like, hey, everything is being messed up in America and maybe somewhere in Europe, England. Yeah, it, it reminds me of um a bit of of the Batman, mm-hmm. where like um there was an opportunity, and we'll get onto the Batman at some point. But this is one thing that I did pick up that I would compare them about. There is a deep law yeah. of the Batman. And there's a deep law of, well, just Marvel in general. Yeah. They chose to just tell a story. Yeah, the book. There are so many things that can be introduced into Moon Knight. There's so many different things that they could have introduced in the Batman. Mm-hmm. But they said, no, 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 no. That's not what we're here for. The- we're here for this story. It feels like the ball's already rings. rolling, right? We're just trying to catch up. There's, there's no, exactly. hey, stop, flashback. And this is how I was hit by a radioactive moon and became the Moon Knight. Exactly. Actually saying that, there is one thing that happened in the Batman, mm. but we'll get to that when, when it happened. That does say, like, oh, by the way, we're going to stop the film and talk about things outside the, uh, outside the story. Yeah. But beyond that, um, that's exactly how I see it. You're right. They're, they're not touching on the bigger mythos of, of how the Moon Knight's like, mm. all right, cool. We're in the story. Moon Knight's been here, but we're only just showing you a glimpse of when the different personas yeah. are starting to interact with each other. Yeah. 
for the first time, it seems. I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And from what I've seen of some of the promotional posters, like just seeing Mr. Knight, because I just recently started what, uh, reading Moon Knight. The only exposure I had with Moon Knight was years ago when I started reading uh, New Avengers. Um, mm. They they put, I think at the time they were trying to boost the profile of Moon Knight. So they made him like an uh, Avenger at that point. Uh, but you don't get a lot of him if you're reading just the mainline Avengers book. But uh, I recently yeah. read um, the the 2000 and I want to say 16 Moon Knight, where he's like mostly Mr. Knight, the guy in the suit. And it's such, mm. it's, it's such dope storytelling. There's some wacky things that happen in it. And I hope if maybe not in a season one, but if they get a season two, they deal with some of this wacky stuff of Mr. Knight. And I, I guess as Moon Knight, it's, it's loads of different stories, but there's a specific story of Mr. Knight where he goes to investigate the, uh, these people are being um, infected with something that's giving them nightmares. and But the problem is all of the nightmares are exactly the same, only to discover that they're all part of the same drug trial done in uh in this building he goes to meet the person running the drug drug trial the guy said like i don't know what's going on this is impossible to happen moon knight goes into one of the vacant rooms lays on the floor and actually goes into a dreamscape world only to discover that the reason why these uh nightmares are happening all of these people are having nightmares of like massive mushrooms is that the first person that was actually in this uh medical trial actually got a fungal infection in the brain, but also had latent psychic abilities. The, the nurse that was running it actually tried to hide the fact of the guy's death and buried him underneath the actual facility. So the spores that were actually released from the guy's body from the fungal infection was infecting people mm. and giving them the same fungal nightmares. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thought to myself, That's wild. that is so dope. Like... I'm going to read some more of it. I, I, I think I finished the first volume. I want to get the next volume. But- you see, just just like um, uh, a long Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. Long Halloween, it was a few comics. Yeah. That was a nice little story that told us about a, 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 year, a year-long uh, mission or a year-long uh, investigation for Batman to try and mm-hmm. uh, uh, get through. And then obviously elements of that was in the Batman. Yeah. Um, a story like that, Sounds like a great self-contained mini story that can be maybe a couple of episodes of some interaction that Moonlight has. Like, I mean, it can literally be half an episode the- because when you're reading it in the book, it reads so quickly, it could literally be in like 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing. That's one thing that no one's actually really done. And maybe people reserve it for anthologies, mm-hmm. but we've got the long drawn out uh, films yeah. uh, that have a beginning, middle and end. Yeah. Um, but on a much bigger high stakes. That's what films are. Yeah. Films are high stakes, always. Well, at least comic book films are always high stakes. Yeah. Then we have uh, comic book TV shows, mm. which is, I guess it does get to high stakes towards the end, but it's a lot of slice of life. There's a lot of character development yeah. because you have the time to do so. How about these small self-contained stories like you just mentioned? I would love to see a season of mini stories that are great ideas, yeah. but are not enough to make even two episodes or even a whole episode. Well, I would love to have like, maybe not necessarily an anthology of, of different stories, mm-hmm. but like, okay, here is Moon Knight. 
It may be in chronological order, might be out of order, but here's something that he's dealing with yeah. that is a brilliant idea to touch upon because I would love to see that. We've kind of um, gotten that, but I, I don't think I don't think it it, it uh, takes up an entire season. We we kind of gotten that. We've uh, technically we've gotten the best of both both worlds, but um, Marvel's uh, what if has technically served that kind of anthology one-off story. It does obviously culminate with it all being tied together. But if they didn't have that, it was still dope to see these just random one-off stories. Like, mm. so we, 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 I think we still have that and they, there is opportunity to do more of that uh, in the future. Maybe with uh, what if season two, where they say like, Oh yeah, no, this is not going to culminate in this big battle. These are just one-off things. But I think, that's how it was with uh, what if in the comic books. There were always just kind of one-off stories. They never led to a uh, yeah. an event thing. It was just like what if Doctor Doom joined the Fantastic Four, and you followed that, and it ended, and it was done. Yeah, I'm 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 happy about the what mm-hmm. if uh, series, and uh, but my only criticism I would say about what if is it's it's stapled in what's happening with the MCU. Mm-hmm. I, I I want stories that do not deserve an entire season or even an entire film. Yeah to actually come onto, uh, uh, well, TV, because that's probably the best place to do it, yeah. make an entire film on it. So, like, yeah, I, I do like the what-ifs, but what about the stories that have not been told yeah. through the screen? That would be great, but not a whole I, I think episode. I think that's going to be the benefit of season two. I think season two might be the opportunity for them to get, start doing characters that have never, if they got the rights to them, they might use them in what if to be like, oh, it's never been on screen. It hasn't been on TV. It hasn't been in the movies. Here's the Great Lake Avengers. And we got, we got an episode on them. Because I think once upon a time, there was supposed to be a great, um, uh, there was supposed to be a Hulu show about them, but it didn't make it out of a pilot. But they could right. always bring it back. Yeah. It's me to open. Yeah. But uh, Ken, we've gotten long in the two for this episode. I know we went heavy handed, especially myself, with the whole Will Smith uh, part of it. But I think yeah. we should call it there. Um, you know, we're both off, so we can definitely, you know, talk some more uh, about the other stuff across the week if you are available. Uh, but I think, uh, I think let's call it there. Cool, man. It's been a good conversation. It's been a good um, conversation. It's been good catching up. I hope the Smith family can 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 get past this one. If um, not, then we're gonna get Moon Knight on you to uh, kick your ass. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thank you for joining us this week. I know we've been very inconsistent, but you know, like I've said before, life gets in the way sometimes. But we appreciate for uh, appreciate all of you that are listening to us that do actually care about what we have to say and are entertained by us. Uh, we we. You know, we, we, we do this mostly to keep in touch with each other. But if we can also entertain and give people a little bit of our perspective on things and they appreciate it, that's that's great, too. So, um, yeah, catch us in the normal places. Uh, eventually, we will have like, I think, th- three episodes going up um, together. So that should be a lot of content for you lot to get through. And hopefully we can get consistent again. Uh, but you can find us in the usual places. I am on uh, Royal That Majesty on Instagram. Uh, Ken is on I am Mr. Ken on Instagram. And our Twitter is on deck.podcast. Um, peace. Adios, people. <laughs>